We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. to the Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by Draft, the only app offering daily fantasy snake drafts. DJ Trainer here joined by Andre Snellings. It is Monday, February 30th, January 30th. Wow, Andre, I didn't even get the date right. I'm I'm obviously <laughs> frazzled today. Right, you even invented a date. February 30th. That's, <laughs> yeah, not, that's, not, one of the, <laughs> that's one of those, uh, when are you going to pay me back? On February 30th, right. uh, 19 never hate it. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so let's pretend it's, it's February 30th, otherwise known as January 30th on this Monday. Happy to be with Andre. As most of you know, if you've listened to our podcast this season, Andre drops in occasionally on Mondays to get his advice. Uh, you can check out his work on Hoop Lab, Hoops Lab. And then, Andre, what's your Twitter handle again? I don't have it offhand. I forget. Yeah, my Twitter handle is Professor Driz. So the word Professor, the DRZ. And then, like uh, DJ was saying, hoopslab.rotowire.com is uh, that's where I'm at every day. Definitely check him out. Check him out there. I didn't know your Twitter handle because I already follow you, and after a while, you just don't know people's Twitter handles. So uh, we're going to be talking about five players in particular. I'll go ahead and tease these players, and then we'll go in order. Andre, uh, Rajon Rondo, Otto Porter, Jalen Brown, Goran Dragic, and Zach Randolph. A lot of hot button fantasy players, and so kind of that middle tier there. But really, some of these guys have been swinging fantasy rosters one way or another. Let's start with Rajon Rondo, um, where he's back in Coach Fred Hoiberg's rotation. Since that infamous Instagram post, he's averaging 26.5 minutes over two games with counting stats of 10.5 points, six rebounds, eight and a half assists. Andre, we know that assists are usually the hardest thing to find on the waiver wires, so, or waiver wire. So it seems that Rondo is a great option moving forward this season, assuming he stays in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think that we can assume or guarantee anything about Rondo moving forward. Um, he's obviously in a kind of a really volatile place with uh, with that coaching staff. I did think it was interesting because you're right. I, I feel like the the Instagram post actually kind of swung him back into the good graces. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it might have just been timing, right? Because uh, they, they had already started fading out Carter Williams. They felt like he wasn't, you know, giving them what they, they needed. Um, and you know, if not for Carter Williams, there's not a lot of talent there, but I mean, a Jerry and Grant, but I mean, Rondo is clearly the best option that they have. And, um, so, so maybe the coaches felt like, you know what, um, Rondo had a point, you know, that maybe there, there were some questions about leadership and, and for once, you know, Rondo has this, uh, reputation as being difficult and kind of a, a, a coach enemy. But as he said in, in, in that whole Instagram exchange, uh, that he's never been accused of being a bad teammate. And maybe the coaches feel like that's what they need right now. Whatever the case, he's back on the court. And when he's on the court, if he does nothing else, he's going to get assists. So um, as long as he's getting starters minutes, then um, even if he's not starting for the actual team, uh, he, he should be able to produce assists. Yeah, most definitely. I've, I've, I'm in a league where I, I drafted Rondo, obviously got him on the cheap. Um, and because people didn't necessarily think, you know, they didn't know what to expect out of Chicago. So I got him in later rounds uh, in this particular draft. And then when he was moved to the bench, I picked up MCW and now I've just had both of these two players in limbo. And this week I decided to deploy Rondo just because let me read those stats one more time, assuming that this is, you know, what he'll be doing. I mean, if he's on the court, 26 and a half minutes, this is since the Instagram post, 10 and a half points, six rebounds, eight and a half assists. Like you got to deploy that right away. It's so hard to get those assists. Now here's the big issue where I, I did second guess it on the season. He's averaging 37% from the field and not even 57% from the line. Obviously he's not shooting a bunch and he's not going to the line a bunch, but it still makes me cringe a little bit because I have noticed in that league, Andre, my field goal percentage and my free throw percentage went up since I've benched him. Yeah. I mean, you know, if someone's shooting 30 something percent and 50 something percent, you know, even on low volume, they're not helping you there. He might not be crushing you there he's not like Shaq or mm-hmm. Dwight Howard used to be where he's going to guarantee a loss but it's certainly not helping especially because 
you know, he's taking up a guard slot, most likely, um, maybe utility. But if, if he's taking up a guard slot, normally you expect your guards to help you, in, at least in the free throw percentage category, and to help you in three-pointers. So even if he's not, you know, murdering you there, the fact that you're getting a, a negative in a place that you usually expect a positive, um, that, that definitely doesn't help. Um, and, you know, it, it's always been the question with Rondo, right? You know, he's going to give you what he gives you. He's going to give you assists. He'll give you steals. Um, good rebounds for a guard. But he's never, ever going to be a good scorer. He's his, his field goal percentage at least used to be higher back when he could just shoot a bunch of layups um, playing off the Celtics. But, um, yeah, if, if they're going to make him shoot jumpers, which apparently is the case this year, he's never going to give you that. He's never going to give you free throws. He's never going to give you threes. So, you know, he's, he's, he's a very specific taste. If you have a team, a roto team that needs assists, then, yeah, and you could get him for free, essentially, get him off the waiver wire, mm-hmm. then, you know, knock yourself out. But um, if, if you're in a, a team that actually needs all-around play from, from a guard or if you're in a league where – he was drafted and never cut, then he's probably not going to be worth it to spend anything to actually get. That's not the first time somebody has given Rajon Rondo numbers, or Rondo numbers, and then said, knock yourself out when we're talking about fantasy, because it's just, he just, it's, it's so unpleasant in a couple categories, but it's so pleasant in other categories. And so it's a tough situation. I will say, I just want to talk, talk broadly about the Bulls just really quick before we move into Otto Porter, who surprisingly is a top 30 fantasy player this season. You know, we hear this like midway through the season, but you never hear it in the preseason. Dwayne Wade doesn't practice every day, and it sounded like he really wasn't practicing that often. And so one of the things that the younger players asked of Dwayne Wade was just to practice more often. Now, he's been practicing more often, but, you know, Kobe Bryant back in his last year, maybe in a second and third to last year's, they just don't practice. These veteran guys don't practice. And it always jars me a little bit, Andre, to know that, wait, they're not even practicing? I understand that, you know, they've been there, done that, but... You'd think it would be really meaningful for the younger players. Are you disappointed in the fact that some of these guys, especially Dwayne Wade, just doesn't practice day in, day out? For me, it just jars me, but you always don't find out about this until midseason for whatever reason. Right. I mean, I guess it's not shocking for me because to me, I I don't think that Wade isn't practicing because he doesn't care about practice. Um, as, as far as I know, his knees are being held together with spit. You know, so... It's kind of I, I analogize it to football, right? You know, your veterans once those, those injuries have started building up on you, they never practice. You know, they right. they always sit out Wednesday, um, they always sit out Thursday. They might come to the Friday walkthrough. Um, and in the NBA, with so many games, it's not shocking to me that he doesn't practice. But it would be shocking to me if he's not at least participating. You know, if he's not kind of being a, a coach on the court, you know, like if it's understood that, hey, physically, I'm not going to be able to make it through this marathon of a season if I'm also out here practicing every day. To me, that could make sense, but you should still be engaged. Um, and, you know, it, it was said that the younger players on the team were saying it, but again, we were talking about Rondo, and you figure Rondo came along with uh, <laughs> the maniac of practice being Kevin Garnett, you know, right. so I remember um, the, the, the story of the first year when Garnett was in, in Boston, um, Pierce was practicing, but um, he was kind of famously lollygagging. You know, he was just out there. <laughs> and, you know, the, the the story is that KG publicly gave him the business. Like, you know, are you going to run with me? And it's like getting together the other veterans made the young guys like, well, we better, we know we better do it. You know, so 
you would think the veterans on the team would be leader, or you would hope that they would be leaders in that respect. So, um, you know, I don't know exactly what Wade is doing, but hopefully he's doing something. Hopefully he's not just eating a cheeseburger while they're out there running. Yeah, that, I think that's a, a a nice line to draw in, or draw. Excuse me, is that the being engaged and not practicing versus not practicing and not being engaged? So, I mean, we always chastise Allen Iverson for him. You know, practice, practice. You were talking about practice, and for whatever reason, you know, like Dwayne Wade's not practicing. Kobe Bryant didn't practice at the end of his career, but we don't we don't do that to Allen, or we you know we did it to Allen Iverson. We didn't do it to those guys, and we're assuming because uh, it's being engaged. The difference between being engaged. <laughs> Was being engaged, and also it was pretty daggone funny. <laughs> I mean, we talk about <laughs> practice, man. We talk about practice. I mean, if Kobe did that in the press conference, I'm pretty sure he'd have got the business too. Yep. Nope, you're right about that. All right, let's keep it moving here and talk about Otto Porter. Obviously, I teased it a little bit and told everybody here that's listening that he's a top 30 fantasy player this season, especially in eight category or nine category league, excuse me, uh, where turnovers are included because let me run out of stats real quick. Everybody loves to talk about points, rebounds, and assists. You have to remember that the rest of the categories, the rest of the categories are just as much as important, have just as much importance than those do. So steals, uh, he's averaging one and a half steals per game, 0.6 blocks, two full three pointers, 53.5% shooting from the field, which helps you so much. And again, like I said, 0.7 turnovers per game. If you just put your hand over the names and you look at that, like that is a fantasy stalwart right there if, if you also disclude you know, points, rebounds, and assists. So that's why he's a top 30 fantasy player this season. He's my type of guy. I really targeted him uh, in the preseason. I've been benefiting. I love those guys that get up, you know, Kind of high volume shots, um, but they don't handle the ball that much. So Otter Porter is like that. Robert Covington is like that, although he hasn't been great this season. Nick Batum, when Kemba Walker is playing, is another guy like that. Perhaps most importantly here, Andre, before I get your take on Otto Porter, is the 23-year-old has played in all 47 games this season, so that helps his ranking mm-hmm. tremendously. But he's legitimately a top 30 fantasy player this season, and I don't think that'll change. I think that's going to be pretty similar at the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. So there's there, there's a lot to respond to there. I mean, you know, you were saying top 30. I happen to be looking at Yahoo right now and, uh, and, and, and he's number 13 by average. So that's not even including the fact that he's played every game by average. They have him at number 13 on their rankings list for a lot of the reasons you said. So I'm going to go give you a quick flashback to history, you know, right. um, pre- prehistoric history. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you may have been in diapers. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> way back in, in, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't that long ago, say the mid-2000s, um, before uh, Rotowire really had much in the way of, of basketball columns. Um, you know, we, we had the basketball uh, updates, and, and I worked on those a lot. But, um, you know, Liz came to me and said, hey, you know what, um, we've been talking to this company. Um, they think they might want us to write some basketball articles. Would you like to try your hand at it? I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. So the very first article I ever wrote for Rotowire was um, I called it the Garbage Men. Uh, I started to call it uh, uh, the Brent Berry All Stars, but instead <laughs> I called it the Garbage Men. And it was all about guys who don't score very much, who are not big names, who non-rotisserie players don't really think about as being valuable, mm-hmm. but that they contribute a little bit to all the little categories. You know, I call them Garbage Men because it's kind of like a a big man that just gets rebounds and, and, and put, you know, gets rebound himself and scores himself. He's low maintenance. He doesn't require anything. 
He just goes out there and gets the job done. And so Otto Porter, if he would have been in the NBA or heck, mid 2000s, if he would have been out of elementary school, um, he would have <laughs> been right into that category because that's what he does, right? He's he's there. There's no one category that you named that just wows you. You know, he's not the league leader in anything. He's not in yeah. the top ten probably in anything, but he's p- contributing at least something and probably something positive in every category. You know, 14 points, six and a half rebounds. That's, you know, that's okay for a small forward. But the fact that you're getting, you know, one and a half steals and two three-pointers, those are, you know, two kind of hard-to-fit categories. And then you're also getting, I mean, .6 blocks is nothing to sniff at from a swingman, you know, because you're not expecting to get block uh, contributions from there. Um, The man's shooting 53% from the field. And then 78% from the line, so he's not shooting a lot, but he's the anti-Rondo. We just talked about how Rondo, even if there's just a little bit, it's just a, a hint of stink, you know, just a little bit of negative. Well, Porter's the exact opposite. You know, he smells like roses, even if he's not winning you that category. And then 0.7 turnovers, that's ridiculous. The man's playing 34 minutes a game and obviously handling the ball a lot. So, um, yeah, he's going to be ranked highly uh, for as long as he's playing and playing like this. Um you know, when I, I first started playing fantasy and playing rotisserie, it was a transition for me. I was used to points-based leagues, so I was used to those kind of like big bombers, you know, high point totals or rebounds or assists. And then when I got to, to rotisserie, um, my friend Jeff, <laughs> the, the, the Detroit Riot, he won like the first three years that I was in rotisserie. And I was like, dude, I'm looking at your team and it's not impressive. Huh. But back uh-huh. then, every year he would have Andre Kirilenko in. And yeah. Sean Marion, you know, these yeah. guys, yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm like, man, where's Shaq? You know, where's Kevin, you know, Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan? And it didn't matter. You know, he, he understood the game before I did. And um, people that understand the game, a guy like Otto Porter is very valuable. Yeah, most definitely. Great breakdown there. Um, I mean, you just, it all comes down to this. The steals category is just as important as points category. Is it as sexy? No, of course it's not. You know, three-pointers are just as important as assists. Is it as sexy? No. Uh, field goal percentage. I mean, I can go on and on, um, but Otto Porter is winning people a lot of money out there, not only in DFS. DFS, he's a little shaky, but when it comes to season-long leagues, I'm willing to bet that he's going to be in a lot of teams, a lot of winning teams' lineups because you got him on cheap, and he's producing like a top 30 fantasy player, and if your league includes turnovers, I bet he's top 15, like Andre said. I'm assuming you had turnovers on that Yahoo uh, ranking yes. as well. Yeah. So we'll keep it moving here and talk about Jalen Brown. Now, somewhat disappointing of a season, rookie season so far, considering that he did not make the Rising Stars game. Um, pretty big roster, considering you know he was one of the top picks in this most recent year's draft. But Andre, it sounds like you're finding some room, or you're finding room for optimism here of late, um, in that he's seen more minutes than he has maybe earlier on this season. Yeah, so Jalen Brown, um, he's one of the rookies, you know, we checked out in Vegas. Um, he was in the, the summer league for the Celtics, and he was obviously athletic. Like He looked athletic compared to the other athletes that are out there for the summer league, but he also was obviously very raw. And so um, you talked about it kind of being a disappointing year for him so, long, so far. It's interesting. I would say if your name's not Joel Embiid, <laughs> it's been a disappointing year for every rookie in sure, the NBA. That's fair. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, he even compared to the other rookies, he didn't make that team. But recently, he has started getting some more 
he's been getting more playing time and doing a little bit more with the playing time that he does get. And um, I think in the last couple of games, he's actually moved into the starting lineup. They moved him in as the starting two, which surprised me because he looks like a three, four, you know, he's, he, he looks tall for a swing man. He's long for a swing man. So I really didn't expect that to be his position. But um, I mean, I'm sure it's a, a temporary thing. Well, I um, should step in and Andre and say Avery Bradley has been out the last you know, like six, seven games, um, mm-hmm. and so that's why he'd be starting at the two because, of course, you're going to start Crowder at the three. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's getting some run, but I, I am skeptical that when Bradley comes back, it's just going to be back to that like awkward ten to fifteen minutes off the bench. Yeah, that, that's certainly possible. So. Right now, he's a short term and a wait and see because it's hard to know what the Celtics are going to do. You know, Denny Ainge is always trying to make moves and they were determined to get Brown last year in the draft. I mean, they they, they took him at number three. So he's clearly in in their plans. You know, there have been rumors all the time that, okay, well, is Avery Bradley going to be traded? Is somebody else going to be traded? Um, I don't have any information on that, so I can't speculate on it. Um, I do think that if he continues to play well, that he should be able to at least avoid going back to 10 minutes a game. You know, if, if he's able to, to make a, a positive contribution while he's starting, then he should at least be able to become, you know, kind of a 20, 25 minutes per game off the bench type player. But um, so far, that's a big if, because even in his two starts, he's only averaging 29 minutes a game. Um, but in those two starts, he's also averaging, what, 14 and a half points, eight boards, you know, a steal, uh, half a block, you know, one and a half threes. So it's he, he's making a positive contribution in a rotisserie sense, um, definitely a positive contribution in a DFS sense because he's essentially a minimum price player that right now is giving you uh, starters numbers. And um, what will happen moving forward, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, th- this has been kind of a strange year with Achilles injuries. Yeah. Like There's a lot of people that are injuring their Achilles but not in such a way that it's, you know, like they're not just tearing it out for the year. You know, you've got Porzingis who's been limping all, all January and then Bradley who's just kind of out indefinitely. So I don't know how long he's going to be out, but as long as he's out and Brown is still beating out Marcus Smart for that uh, uh, shooting guard spot, uh, I would say he's uh, of interest. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good call there. I will be interested to see uh, when Avery Bradley comes back, do they completely phase out Jalen Brown? Uh, a path to minutes for Brown, even when Bradley comes back, is that you know the the contest is between essentially Brown and Gerald Green, and you know you're going to get solid, reliable minutes out of veteran Gerald Green, but do you really want to deploy him that much? Do you really want to deploy him 15 minutes a game? No, you don't. You want to give those minutes and more to Jalen Brown, and that certainly could happen as Brown continues to learn and continues to progress in the NBA as a rookie. So I could see him still having some some validation and some and some production even when Bradley comes back. I will say, last thing I'll say about this situation is that uh, the Celtics are good. You know, they've been they've missed Bradley for good portions of the season and they're still really good so I feel uh, like they can ease him back or let him sit a couple more weeks than maybe they would would like to if they were a 500 team or something like that so Jalen Brown wait and see option just like Andre said um, 
Andre, go ahead and take a breather here while I talk about our good friends at Draft. We already know you love fantasy, so we know you'll love playing fantasy on Draft. Draft is a simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts, just like the ones you do at the beginning of your season-long league. On Draft, it's draft day every day. You can do drafts whenever you want. They last for just one day, and they take only minutes to complete. On Draft, you can play for free, or better yet, play for money like I do. Get this, your chances of winning money on Draft are almost three times better than and your chances of winning on FanDuel or DraftKings. If you're playing fantasy for money and not spending hours a day doing it, you absolutely should be playing on draft. I've said it once. I'll say it many more times again in the future. I love the fact that you can have a draft every day, multiple times per day. That's easily the funnest part of the season-long league for me. I will continue to do that because I just love the draft. Uh, I love the salary cap as well, but man, there's nothing quite like having a good old-fashioned fantasy draft. So join me. Download Draft now. Just search Draft, D-R-A-F-T, in the App Store and it will come up and be first. Be sure to enter the promo code ROTOWIRE, uh, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E, when you download and you will get a 100% bonus up to $600 when you deposit. Again, search Draft in the App Store and be sure to enter, enter promo code ROTOWIRE. Uh, next up on our players to talk uh, talk about is Goran Dragic out in Miami. This team has just been battered and bruised all season long. Drogic's usage rate is through the roof. He's getting so many handles, so many touches. When he's been healthy, he's playing like the guy we first saw in Phoenix when he was a third-team All-NBA player. What have you seen him? What have you seen out of him so far this season, uh, Andre? That you've really been impressed with? Obviously, his opportunity has been through the roof. Yeah, I mean, essentially, what you just touched on. He looks like because when he came to Miami a couple years ago he immediately kind of took two steps back. I mean, he was still starting. He was still productive, but he looked like he was going to be a star when he was in Phoenix. And so what I'm seeing this year is that guy. Um, Everything runs through him. If if you watch the Heat play, especially when Tyler Johnson's healthy, the two of them just kind of, it almost seems like they just kind of pass the ball back and forth. You know, they'll they'll bring it down, pass to the other one. They kind of run a weave where the other one comes back up to the top and they just kind of pass it back and forth until something opens up or they mess around and let Deion Waiters get the ball. If so, it's going up for a shot. But like that, that's essentially the heat offense right now is is, it's a very guard centric approach that um, just seems to be working perfectly for Dragic, especially once um, all of the wings kind of got hurt and they really had to depend on him. Yeah, most definitely. I will say it's it's really odd. I don't know if you've noticed this, Andre, for DFS, but Tyler's Johnson value and his production completely hinges on whether or not Drogic is in the lineup or not. And it's actually better when he's in the lineup. And you'd think it'd be backwards. It's the oddest thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's the oddest thing. But Tyler Johnson continues to come off the bench. He continues to, I don't want to say leech off Drogic, but for whatever reason, he has way more value when Drogic is on the court. So a weird case where you might think it'd go the other way, and it usually does in about 99% of the other cases uh, in the NBA. So we can stick with the heat and say, when Hassan Whiteside is off the court, Willie Reed has a lot of value. When Hassan Whiteside is on the court, Willie Reed doesn't have much value. It's the opposite for whatever reason with Tyler Johnson. They have been playing well together. 
Drogic is 30 years old. Um, you know, he started in the NBA when he was 22, but if you look at his numbers this year, they're very, very comparable to the year where he was third-team All-NBA, just averaging 0.6 points less that year. He's averaging more rebounds, 4.0 compared to 3.2, more assists, 6.4 to 5.9. So a lot to like out of Drogic. Again, if you have him, you're just going to continue to roll him out there. If you got Tyler Johnson, you continue to roll him out there when Drogic is playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got burnt on that, you know, with some of my DFS columns. The first times this year, the Drogic just got hurt i would immediately oh pick up tyler johnson yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude I, uh, you know you can only burn me so many times before i have to say you know what i'm up i think i've caught this trend yeah yeah most definitely somebody like i know he's hurt now but josh richardson is, is more of the type of player that benefits when drogic is out because he does a lot of the ball handling uh mm-hmm. we'll finish up here with the last player, he keeps chugging along. I think he, I feel like he's been forgotten in this season NBA, but I would argue that he's been the MVP of the Memphis Grizzlies this season, Zach Randolph. Uh, he started the season coming off the bench. Now I believe he's been kind of intermittently back in the starting lineup. Let me just pull up his stats for January real quick, and then I'll let you dive in here, Andre. 28 minutes per game, 16 points, almost 10 rebounds, assists shooting 14 times per game. I mean, this guy is no spring chicken. He's 35 years old, but he's kind of just as good as he's ever been. Maybe not quite as good. He really peaked pretty high, but I mean, he's way better than I thought he was going to be this year. Yeah, me too, especially once it was announced that uh, he was going to be coming off the bench, you know, that I thought they were, you know, trying to really move to Jermichael Green being uh, (laughs) their next young big big yeah. man or something i don't know but but no randolph uh, whether he starts or comes off the bench he plays about the same amount um each game or at least he has been recently he's been getting more minutes i think green has been kind of battling injuries so we will see if that continues because his last three games he's been over 30 minutes and um that that was something that was somewhat of a, a rarity before but i just have to say this <laughs> the way you said zach randolph there do you did you ever see Stefan Marbury's They Scared Now video? Have I, you ever seen that? He's a little bit before my time. I was pretty young, <laughs> and on top of that, I didn't start getting into the NBA when I was, you know, maybe maybe until I was like 15, 16. So I, I would have missed it, unfortunately. Okay, well, first of all, that age is me because okay. Marbury <laughs> was in my class. My first year at Georgia Tech, we got to Georgia Tech the same year. Oh, wow. So we're, we're the exact same class. He, he only actually, spent one year there, right? He spent one year at Georgia Tech, yeah. Okay. Well, one year um, attend, uh, enrolled in Georgia Tech. You know, during the, the NBA lockout, which was a, a couple years later, he would be in front of my dorm every day just hanging out, you know, trying to get <laughs> the girls to talk to him. But um, if you haven't seen it, I encourage you and anyone listening to this to Google Stephon Marbury, Zach Randolph, they scared now. It's hilarious. It was when Marbury's with the Knicks and they signed, they signed Eddie Curry one year and then they signed Zach Randolph the next year. And Steph had like a press conference, which is, you know, I don't know, he had a hype man that would repeat everything he said, and it was just a crowd of people, and Barbara was just, like, you know, yelling out the crowd, they scared now. <laughs> so it was like, because we got us a beast. We got Zach Randolph. <laughs> it was like, Zach Randolph. <laughs> like, like, I could just throw the ball down low. And anyway, that year the Knicks were terrible. So <laughs> someone took that press conference and like spliced highlights of like you know or lowlights I should say. So they say I got Zach Randolph, 
Give me a minute. Show Zach Randolph fumbling the ball out of bounds. He's going to throw the ball too. And then he throws in the ball and it like squirts through his hands and goes out of bounds. Please move that video. It's hilarious. And it makes me smile every time I think about it. All right. I'm actually going to end this podcast right now so I can go watch that video. I'm excited <laughs> about it. Zach Randolph certainly has been surprising me. Uh, you know, 14 points, 15 points compared to last year. What's funny is that since 2013, his point average point total has gone down essentially one point uh, since 2013. But he's still... He's still chugging away, and he's going to be a bit. He's going to play a massive role in Memphis's postseason hopes this year. Uh, should be fun to watch. Andre, thanks so much for joining us as always. Um, I do want to say real quick though, um, we have two teams in the NBA before we get out of here that only play two games this season. The rest play three or four. So we've got Chicago and Utah. Are you going to take any ex- extraordinary measures with any players on that team and potentially sit one of those two guys? Or- players from one of those two teams out in favor of you know one of the looks like 12 to 15 teams playing four games this week i mean it depends on the player jimmy butler starting i don't care if he's got two games he's got two games um rudy gobert is questionable you know maybe you need his blocks and you leave him in there but um other than that if it's you know if it's Dwayne wade i'm sitting him you know because <laughs> i mean it, it just is what it is he's not quite good enough now to make up or, I mean, that's assuming I have somebody solid I can put in his place. Right. I'm not going to just pick up somebody random off a of waiver wire. If I've got somebody reasonable, then um, they can start over Wade, but not over Butler. So, so here's an interesting one. I'll just throw you this specific example. So we've got 12 teams that play four games. Philadelphia is one of those, one of those teams that play four games. Would you, would you sit Dwayne Wade in favor of Robert Covington? Because I feel like that's a more realistic choice that people will have to make, so, something along those lines. Yeah, so you know, interestingly, I think I would because Covington – his good games and Wade's good games, there's not a big line between them anymore. Sure, yeah. But so, you know, like for instance, Covington went 21 and 12 last game. That's not usual, but it's not shocking. Uh, you know, a handful of games ago, he went 15 and 10. The game before that, 22 and 6. Those are this year solid Dwayne Wade games. But then you got four games to two. So two of those games where Wade's going to give you a zero, you're going to get 11 and 5 and 14 and 8 from Covington. You know, so, so yeah, I think I would make that. So. All right. I, I don't want to go through everybody, but that's a good example of, you, you know, you might look at the name and say Dwayne Wade, lock, you know, lock him in and play him. But when we're talking four games compared to two, you really have some tough choices to be made. Thanks for your insight. As always, Andre, we'll catch you back probably in a couple weeks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by Draft, the snake draft platform where your chances of winning are three times better than FanDuel or DraftKings. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? 
Of course it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.